0: Hello, I'm Net88. Welcome to my podcast where I chat to geocachers to learn more about this amazing game. When I travel, I like to use geocachers to help me plan my trip. Often, a geocache has taken me to a spot I would have never found by myself. This has led me to a second style of episode where I chat to geocachers in other cities. We will hear recommendations for geocachers in the area, as well as any useful tips to make your planning easier, the city we are discussing today is sydney and joining me for this episode is tidim dad thanks for sitting down with me tonight tidim dad how are
1: you i'm doing good it's pleasure to be in your show
0: thank you so much so i always like to ask my guests how and when did you start geocaching
1: oh that's in ancient times (laughs) i started 10 years ago actually almost to the day so 10 years and a couple of days. I joined the geocaching.com website in late July 2010. I found my first case on the 8th of August, oh, wow. a local cache around the corner in Berkdale. Yeah,
0: so have you got anything planned for your 10-year anniversary?
1: I actually have two different milestones. There's both the anniversary in terms of calendar time, but also my 1500th cache. Oh, wow. I'll do two caches in North Sydney. That's my celebration. Uh, those caches are highly favored And I said, that's a fitting way to celebrate.
0: Yeah, definitely. So you did mention there that you started in Birkdale. You're now in Sydney. Is there yes. any difference in geocaching in Brisbane or Sydney?
1: They are. So I've been caching in a few different locations, and each location has its own flavor, so to speak, that I have observed. When I look at Brisbane, I remember that very fondly. There are a couple of defining features that I really appreciate in Brisbane. It's the close-knit community of casers, and it shows up in those two massive Facebook groups as well. They're very enjoyable, very cohesive places to to have a chat. And when people go out, they enjoy the hobby together. They maintain each other's cases and the whole thing just works really nicely. My observation about Sydney when I moved here in 2016 was quite different. The level of community and cooperation was very different, much less so, though I have found different pockets of that. One of the things that struck me early on was the low level of maintenance of cases too. You get those soggy pieces of papers, lockbooks, and the whole minting's jammed full of those little pieces, and they may be rusty or cracking and other things. I said, where are the case owners? But I have found very well-maintained cases, very active owners who take care of the whole whole caching scene as well. But there's, there was a clear difference to what I was used to, to what I was seeing. And I can wholeheartedly say that the caching community in Brisbane is awesome. Oh,
0: well, thank you for loving our little community up here. What about geocaches themselves? Are there any huge differences between the geocache hides in Brisbane to Sydney?
1: While the actual hiding style and the containers are very similar, one of the things that I really enjoy are the awesome locations. Sydney is filled with really scenic spots. And many case owners use that reason to bring someone to there. And they find these magnificent locations to hide cases, and they seem to be more varied in terms of where they are and how they have been hidden. Often I find that the hiding style might be slightly more difficult to keep them out of the muggle eyes, but the variety is great.
0: Do you have a favourite geocache in Sydney that you have found? Uh, probably not one of your little eclipses you just spoke about, but is there something <laughs>
1: that
0: you've really enjoyed finding?
1: Uh, there are few, and actually recollecting back of those, I found about 350-ish cases now in Sydney, and about 30 of them I have it over time, but there are three that I want to highlight. Uh, two of them are in the actual city area. One is called Express, which is in Hyde Park. The container itself is pretty normal and hidden in a normal way. But it's all about the location, location, location. Once you find it, it takes you on a ride that is very enjoyable way to spend the next five, 10 minutes there, enjoying artwork, enjoying the whole place. It's a tricky to find, but rewarding. The other one is a rather new case called The Nest, which is in Haymarket, near Paddy's Market. It's another one of those that are just out in the open, visible to plain eye, once you discover it,
0: uh, yeah, it's, one of those. it's a
1: tricky piece of engineering and very hilarious once you realize it, what it is. I love that one.
0: I have to say, I love the geocaches like that, where as a geocacher, you notice it and you just marvel at how not everyone else in the city.
1: Exactly, yeah. yes. And once, when I found that, I was just still toying with it. That. That's a little bit strange there, but I not just toy with that said Something moves here. What? And that was the container system there. And then the third case I really appreciate is actually in Manly, in North Head. It's one of those that stops you to think. It's called North Head Number 1 Cemetery. Manly was used back in time in the 1800s as a quarantine entry point. It sounds very familiar to us today. People coming <coughs> into the country were quarantined there to stop the spread of all sorts of diseases that came from overseas. There's a cemetery that still displays the signs of that. And you see the shattered dreams, the broken families, all these things. And when you tour around the cemetery doing that multi-case there, you have to both sober yourself in front of that. But it also is, to me, very uplifting because I realize how much I have and how much there is in life and keeps continuing.
0: I'll have to add them to my list for next time I'm down in Sydney. Please do. When people visit Sydney, it seems that the majority of the time they do stay in the kind of central business district of Sydney. Are there any other geocaches other than the two that you've just mentioned that you highly recommend people grab when they are in that CBD area?
1: I think a couple more as well. There's Green Guardian, which is in Barangaroo, the new area near city. One of those that just blends in and you have to just see it. Another one is in Redfern called the Martian Embassy. Another one of those where you are looking at it. Once you're in the right spot, you just have to let it sink in, what you see there. And the construction is marvelous. Then there are a few others. a uh, little bit further away in Balmoral Beach, there's actually a uh, where I go called Mr. van Very enjoyable stroll around the park and and the beach there, collecting information about local characters and animals there. And one of my favorites, if you want to venture further away, is actually at the northern outskirts of the crater Sydney called Panorama Cage. One of the old goodies. It's a bush cage. It takes about three hours one way to walk from the train station, but it's all worth the pain. Absolutely gorgeous views there.
0: They sound like great geocaches to grab kind of really close to Sydney. But what about for people who are coming in and have a day or two that they can do a little bit of a day trip and see a little bit more around Sydney? Do you have a couple of recommendations
1: for that? One that comes to mind is in Central Coast, a little bit north of the entrance. There's a cage called Twisty Terny, another like, nice piece of engineering there in the bush. The other container is visible there. And then you have to find your way into the inner container and to the log sheet. You have to actually work your way through the layers there a little bit. And it's an enjoyable little stop there. And the whole area is really pretty, so it's worth a trip there.
0: Well, how far out of Sydney is
1: that one? Uh, if you catch a train, it's about an hour and a half plus then a little way sideways, and about the same by car.
0: Last time I was down in Sydney, I had a day or so to kill, so I headed out to Find Lane Cove, which some people may know, so I'll just quickly add that little recommendation of my own in there.
1: It's a very typical bush case location, and can be quite easily accessed by train as well, so there's no need to drive.
0: Yeah, that's how we got there.
1: One of the great things in New South Wales is a local association, Geocaching New South Wales which was originally founded to represent the hobby and the community in front of different authorities, like local governments or the state or parks and wildlife. They select monthly case of the month, and they publish them as a bookmark list, very well crafted and hidden cases, and that will be my next hit list to go through those.
0: So if people are planning on coming down to Sydney and grabbing these geocaches, are there any things that people need to know about Sydney, like getting around?
1: Uh, we do have Opal card. Similar to Opal card, it applies to all of the public transport here. One suggestion I have is that even if you have a car, you park it further away to some of the little bit further out of suburbs there, like Stratfield or Mascot or Chatchwood, where you start to find free parking and catch a train in. Okay, Taking a car to the CBD will be painful okay good to know so use use public transport use opal card you can also pay with your credit or debit card the fare will be the same so it's easy for tourists to scoot around and when finding cases take time give it more time than you would perhaps give in brisbane because of the muggle factor there are people everywhere i've become very cautious of not being looking suspicious there and i my mission aborted trade is pretty high currently because of that.
0: When I'm traveling, my favorite type of geocache to look for is the virtual type because I don't like actively looking for a container in a city that isn't mine. Do you have a favorite virtual in Sydney?
1: Uh, there are a few. One of my favorites actually is in on the Sydney Harbour Bridge where you have to take a photo of the iconic destinations like Sydney Opera House that's visible from there and post that as part of your look. And walking across the bridge is one of those experiences that I do enjoy every time I do it. It's just iconic.
0: If I was going to have one day, just one day in Sydney and I wanted to fit the most in that I could, where should I look?
1: So if you wanted to spend a day in Sydney and see see some great vocations and also do some cases along the way, I would perhaps start from the Sydney Harbour Bridge virtual. Yeah. Go there. Take in the views and get the virtual there. Then walk back to the Circular Quay Key and Botanic Gardens area and to the CBD. Do a few there. And the rocks is by also a very enjoyable place to just to meander around. Then catch a ferry. And I would actually catch it to Watson's Bay. Do a few cases there and walk up to North Head, which is about 20-30 minute walk. It has the best views across the Sydney Harbour towards the city. You can never get from anywhere. And do cases that it has a multi that takes you around the area and then come back and do perhaps some extra ones in the Hyde Park area. Venture perhaps then if you really want to maximize your day, go to Kokato Island, which is actually an old industrial uh, site. And has also a few nice caches there, and that should fill your day.
0: It sounds like a great day as well. It sounds like a good jam-packed day with a bunch of different geocaching types.
1: Yeah, it would be from eight to eight. Yeah,
0: to him, Dad. I have thoroughly enjoyed talking about different geocaches in Sydney, and I can't wait to start planning my next trip. Do you have any tips for new geocachers who are just kind of starting out?
1: I would have two. First. Go and get any case that's available to you. It doesn't matter where it is, whether it's big, small, looks easy or hard. Go and do them because that gives you the practice and that gives you ideas of what caching is about and what you can find out there. One of the best discoveries has been my own backyard in Burkdale and further or later on when I lived in Wellington Point. I found walk paths and bikeways that I had no idea of in brilliant locations. So just go out, get any case that's near there. The second suggestion I have is that while you may be keen to start planting your own cases wait find more and find more because that gives you ideas what kind of cases you like what you actually would like to hide out there and also you get ideas on what makes them last long i was hiding my first cases after 40 or 50 finds they didn't last long locations were great my hiding star not my best cases i have hidden after i have done hundreds of finds myself because I had that idea and already experienced what it is a good case like. So go out, find any case, but wait with your own ones.
0: That's some great advice, to Dad. Thank you so much for sitting down with me tonight and chatting about geocaching in Sydney.
1: Well, it has been a pleasure, Ned, and welcome to Sydney whenever you can. made a bookmark list of the recommended
0: geocaches in this episode if you would like to be a guest and give some recommendations for your city please message me through my geocaching profile the links are in the episode notes happy geocaching